Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Listen to it fizz. First aid for relief from headache, Alka-Seltzer. From acid indigestion, Alka-Seltzer. From cold discomfort, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. Everyone, well, say we're happy to have you with us, and how about it? Are you all set for some keen competition? Well, fine, because that's exactly what's featured in this Alka-Seltzer question session. Yes, it's the Quiz Kids versus five prominent members of the Fraternal Order of Eagles this afternoon who flew down from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and both teams are ready for a battle royal, so here we go. First, attention for roll call. We'll have a Quiz Kid first, then an Eagle, and so on down the line. All right, we'll start off with Patrick. I'm Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago. Mr. Hansen. I'm Bob Hansen. I've had many jobs with the Eagles, but none, Mr. Kelly, as fear-inspiring as this attempt to match wits with the quiz kids. <laughs> Naomi. I'm Naomi Cooks. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at Grover Cleveland School, Chicago. Mr. Airman. I am Art Harriman, a Milwaukee attorney, and I'm old enough to have three children who ought to be on this program instead of me. <laughs> Next we have Mike. I'm Mike Mullen. I'm 12 years old and in the 8th grade at the University of Chicago Laboratory School. Mr. Hellman. I'm Hugo Hellman, and if I had the brains of a quiz kid, I'd still be back in that duck blind in Wisconsin. <laughs> Joel. I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 14 years old, and I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School in Chicago. Dr. Lammers. I'm William Lammers, hitting the mid-century mark, an ex-school teacher, and now an assistant superintendent of the Milwaukee Public Schools. And Melvin? I'm Melvin Miles. I'm seven years old, and I go to North Park School, Chicago, Illinois. And Mayor Zeidler. I'm Frank Zeidler, the mayor of Milwaukee, and I have the least intellectual pretensions for being on this program. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have an impressive lineup, all right, all right. So, on your toes, contestants, here's your first question from Mrs. Ruth Carlson of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Have you ever met a Halaeitis leucocephalus? <clears throat> I got some of that all over me, I think. <laughs> Mike? Well, uh... I don't think I have as yet. Uh, Hiatus leucocephalus is the technical name for a bald eagle. Well, none of our board here is bald. <laughs> wonderful, Mike! <laughs> well, uh, of course, Mr. Airman, it won't be long now for Arthur. This hair is gradually receding, his hairline. All right, fine. Well, now, this day and age has a new profession called uh, babysitting, and Mrs. Elaine Wilson of Miami, Florida, wants to see whether you can identify these unusual cases of babysitting found in fact or fiction. First, what 11 babysitters were available to one little girl left in the woods? Melvin? Well, uh, I believe that that would be Elise. She was a little girl and her, her brothers, and in the, star, it, uh, in the story... Uh, the name of the story was The Eleven Wild Swans. That's and right, Melvin. Good boy. It was written by Hans Christian Anderson. 
Huh? Uh, Hans Christian Andersen. That's also correct, yes. Now, tell me, what prominent figure in politics is available as a babysitter for children left in his office? Well, now... We had a judge, Mr. Kelly, in Milwaukee, Bob Cannon, who found room for uh, several war veterans who were stranded in our town, but that's fact, not fiction, but probably not the answer either. Well, now, Mayor Zeidler, isn't it true that sometimes your wife leaves your six children in your office when she goes shopping? (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Kelly, I was just going to volunteer myself as the prominent politician who's the babysitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fine. Now, Mr. Grant Sutton of Chicago points out that a couple of weeks ago, General Bradley received the coveted five-star rank. This rank is shared by only eight other officers of our Army and Navy. Can you name four of the eight? Pat? Well, I think General Eisenhower is one. One. And General MacArthur... Two. And, uh, let's see now. Joel? Well, uh, General Marshall. Three. And then I believe uh, that uh, Admiral Denfield, uh, before he resigned... Uh, no. Uh, no. Voicing uh, the uh, uh, Arnold of the Air Force. And I uh, think Spots... Ha- Hap Arnold, that's, that's and, uh, four. Spots. The what? Spots of the Air Force. No. Or Vandenberg. No, no. Ah, let's see. Uh, Arthur Ehrman has his hand up. Would How it be Admiral Leahy? That's another one, yes. Uh-huh. Pat? Might be General Collins. Who? Collins. No. Joe? Admiral Halsey. Uh, Halsey, that's that's right. That's six. And Admiral Robert. Ernest King. Beg pardon? Admiral Ernest King. Right, that's seven. We only have one more. Let's get it, Pat. Well, that might be Nimitz. Nimitz, that's right. Good boy, Patty. Gave me all eight of them. Now, this question combines women with house building. A little bird told me that Mr. Hellman at least knows about, uh, well, he knows all about houses (laughs) because he has just constructed a seven-room house all by himself, and believe it or not, he built a sailboat in his basement and was able to get it out. At any rate, Vera Nice of New York wants you to describe a woman using terms of a house. Now, who would like to start this off? All right, Joel. Oh, uh, she just floored me. Floored me? That's a good starter offer. Pat? Well, she was built along very nice lines. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Uh, hi, Naomi. Uh, she has skeletons in her closet. Skeletons in her closet? William? She raised the roof. Raises the roof? <laughs> Arthur? I'm old enough to remember when women shingled their hair. Oh, shingle their hair. How do you like that? Patrick? Well, when she gets mad, she hits the roof. Hits the roof? Uh Uh-huh. Can we think of any others? Those are all very, very good. Well, uh, William? Well, uh, she she climbs the ceiling also. (laughs) Climbs the ceiling. All right. Well, let's get along here. Now then, uh, for the benefit of Mrs. Alice Hansen of Chicago, where we are to have a 40-second debate between our two teams, and because time is limited, I'm going to select Mr. Uh, Hugo Hellman to represent the Board of Eagles. And, uh, Mr. Hellman, is it true that you are the debate coach at Marquette University? That's right. Uh-huh. All right. I paid a salary for doing for it. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'll select 12-year-old Patrick Conlon to represent the quiz kids. Now, I'm going to tell you the subject for the debate right now, and you'll have a few seconds uh, to organize your ideas. Pat will take the affirmative, and Mr. Hellman, the negative. The subject is 
The early crusades did more for the world than the invention of the sewing machine. Now then, while you're thinking about your ideas, I have something to say to our listeners. It's this, friends. If you've never tried Alka-Seltzer for headache relief, you don't know what you're missing. So take a tip from me and try it next time. Yes, friends, do that, won't you? We know you'll like Alka-Seltzer and the fast relief it can give you from the pain and distress of a headache. It contains one of the world's most effective pain relievers. And when you drink Alka-Seltzer, this pain reliever is already dissolved, ready to go to work instantly. And remember this, Alka-Seltzer's effervescence, that sparkling fizz, has importance too, because it enables the pain reliever to get there fast and give fast relief. So try Alka-Seltzer for that headache. That's all we ask. Try it. Alka-Seltzer will do the rest. Get a package of Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Yes, and here's another tip, friends. Instead of uh, one, buy two. That's the wisest thing to do. Well, all right, uh, Pat, now you are to begin the debate on this world-shaking problem by taking the affirmative. And as I said before, the subject is the early crusades did more for the world than the invention of the sewing machine. And, of course, uh, Hugo Hellman will take the negative. And we're going to let the audience decide when I call upon them as to who gives us the best... uh, uh, Argument. Now then, all right, Pat, you start off. Well, I'd start off saying that the early crusades brought together uh, men of many nations for the first time, united under one flag and fighting for a common cause, and of course that was a very good result. All right. Oh, well, continue. Give some more. Oh, yeah. All right. uh, Only five seconds, you know. Go ahead. Encouraged colonization uh, from the uh, people of the West. Portugal was founded as a result of the crusades, and Constantinople and some others, I believe. uh, Well, I'm sorry, Pat. Your time is up. All right, uh, Hugo Hellman. Well, in the first place, as a debate coach, I must call Mr. Kelly's attention to the fact that that is not a good and proper debate question. The first requisite of a good debate question is that it should not be double, and this is a double debate question with two major terms. Now, in reply to... We were making it twice as hard. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> out of your time. Are you using my time? <laughs> yes, so are you. Go ahead. In answer, in answer to uh, my opponent over there, uh, uh, Pat failed to define the terms. I don't quite know. He should have defined the early crusades, and like a debater, we avoid as long as possible getting down to the specific argument. Now, when it comes to the... I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. Business, business. Those in favor of the affirmative say yay. Yay. Those in favor of the negative, nay. <laughs> well, the affirmative, we of course, the affirmative got a head start on you, uh, Hugo Hellman. Well, that was a lot of fun anyway. Now, here we go with our next question. Elsie Morris of uh, Boston, Massachusetts, wants to see what you contestants can do with what she considered her hardest subject in school, and that is Latin. I'm going to give you a Latin phrase, and you translate it into English. Here's the first one. Omnia vincit amor. William? Love conquers all. That's right. Very, very good. See what we can do with this one. Feet fabricando faber. Feet fabricando faber. Joel? Well, I know the first word is it was made. F-I-T, isn't it? Well, now wait just a minute now. Can we uh, translate this? Feet fabricando faber. 
course, my last word. You uh, so hot, I will admit. Joe, could you spell that last word? Uh, the last word is F A B E R. All right, now, what do we do? Uh, oh, Robert. I'll try a long shot, Mr. Kelly. What is built builds the builder. Well, now you're warm, I must say. Uh, uh, that's fairly close. William? The builder builds and building. <laughs> <laughs> no, that uh, translated means practice makes, makes perfect. perfect. That's it. Well, uh, that was a miss. Now, let's see what we can do with this uh, third one. Eagles a ache may udge or space. How about that one? William? That's fine. Pig Latin. Eagles make good sports or something of that kind. That's <laughs> right. That's very, very good. <laughs> well, as usual, our sponsor, Makers of Alka-Seltzer, is awarding Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radios, Zenith Television Sets, and Zenith Radio Phonograph Combinations this afternoon. Now, here's the way it works. If the question you send in is answered correctly, you receive a fine Zenith Transoceanic Portable Radio. Uh, for example, uh, that's what Elsie Morris of Boston, Massachusetts, who, uh, whose question we just read now, uh, she uh, is going to... Well, no, that was a miss. That's right. So she receives the her choice of the Zenith radio phonograph combination or the fine Zenith television set for stumping our uh, two boards. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, on the other hand, if... Uh, well, uh, let's see now. The, the television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and believe you me, it's really something. It has a new super-range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance, the sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph is a real prize, too. It plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. So send in a question and win a Zenith, friends. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Now then, you're going to hear some sound effects for this question from Mrs. Dorothy Morgan of New York. Each sound effect should suggest an old-time song. Let's see if you can identify the sound and the song. Here's the first one. Robert Hansen. That could be either The Wreck of the Old 97 or Casey Jones. That's right. Say, by the way, Bob, can you sing some of uh, The Wreck of the Old 97? <laughs> At this moment, Mr. Kelly, radio hits an all-time low. <laughs> but one Boy, stanza... you really walked into this one. Come on, let's sing a little One louder. stanza suggests... She was going down grade to make a 90 mile an hour when her whistle broke into a scream. He was found in the wreck with his hand on the throttle, a scalded to death by the steam. It gets better later on. If I just had a cowbell, I'd feel right at home. How about uh, this next one? But this one I don't want to sing. It's Mother Dear, don't go in the lion's cage tonight, or don't go near the lion cage tonight. <laughs> well, why don't you want to sing it? Can't you sing a little of it for us? 
I think it's I obvious think... after the other one why he doesn't want to sing again. Arthur, you must hold your hand up. I don't want to be that unkind to Alka-Seltzer, Mr. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, now then, uh, we're getting a little more highbrow for this next one, uh, for we are delving into opera, and I will make with the sound. William? Barbara Seville. The Barber of Seville, fine. Say, uh, by the way, could you sing a little something from the Barber of Seville? <laughs> well, As a I'm matter afraid of fact, I'm... Little Bird tells me that you do a little opera vocalizing while you're shaving. Is that right? Well, I can't sing Figaro's song from the Barber of Seville because they'd put you off the air if, you, if, they, if, they, if you heard my rendition of that. Oh, is that because so? Figure a la, figure a do, figure a do, figure a la, figure a la, figure a do for 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, and then... well, that's Rosini. It takes you 20 minutes to shave, huh? With another... <laughs> <laughs> crazy. All right, fine. Well, uh, now try this question. It's a history question. Mrs. Mae Johnston of Los Angeles, California. What important events took place on these dates? The first one is October 12th. <laughs> All right, Mike. That was when Christopher Columbus discovered America in 1492. That's a boy, October 12, 1492. How about October 27th? October 27th. Important event in history. Joe? I'm not sure. Wasn't Yorktown on that day? No, no. Now, wait a minute. Uh, Mr. Airman, uh, isn't it true that you were married on October 20th? Don't you remember? Uh, no. <laughs> there's, there's a small inaccuracy there. It was the 22nd. Oh, the 22nd. Oh, I must speak I remember to your wife well. about that. You know, there's one thing I can't understand, though. I don't know why, but your wife wouldn't tell me the year. Well, it was uh, four years ago this oh. month. Oh, was it? <laughs> All right. Now, before we go on to this next question, I want to tell you, Eagles, that one reason we are so delighted to have you on our program today is uh, the uh, fine work your organization has done for children. Now, Mayor Zeidler, how about telling our non-Eagle listeners something about it? Well, Joe, you and the quiz kids aren't doing so badly in that department. I think this program is a wonderful thing for kids and grown-ups, too. I hope Miles Laboratory keeps you on the air for another hundred years. Uh, but back to the Eagles. All the Aries, and there are 1,800 of them, of them located throughout the country, with over a million members, do a lot for youngsters. They have sports programs for young people, free baby clinics, sponsor Boy Scout and Girl Scout troops, and so on. In my state of Wisconsin, the Eagles have started an all-faith chapel for the state's industrial school for boys. But in my opinion, one of the nicest national projects is our Memorial Foundation. This is a $3 million fund with which we are making good on a promise we made to all our members who were in the last war. We promised them the Eagles would look after their children. More than 3,000 Eagles were killed. They left 1,283 children. We are paying for the best in medical and dental care for those children. The mothers can take them to any doctors or dentists they wish, and we are guaranteeing them educational scholarships until they reach their majority right up through college. This manner of honoring the fathers and helping the children grow into better citizens strikes me as a pretty right kind of war memorial. And now, Joe, 
I have here the Good Neighbor Award of the Fraternal Order of Eagles to be presented to the quiz kids in recognition of their many contributions to the welfare of local communities. Well, thank you, Mayor Zeidler. I'm very happy to accept this Good Neighbor Award for the Quiz Kids, and this program congratulates the Fraternal Order of Eagles for their wonderful work. For this next one from our Alka-Seltzer question box, Mrs. Helen Wilson of Detroit, Michigan, wants you to play the game of Who Said It. Now, here's the first one. Who said this? Familiarity breeds contempt. Melvin? Well, uh, I'm not sure who said that, but I know it was in the story of the fox and the lion. That's That's an Aesop fable. An Aesop fable, that's right, that's right. Now, here's the next one. Enthusiasm breeds enthusiasm. Who said that? Joe? I don't know who said it, but it sounds like Gertrude Stein. (laughs) Well, uh, no... Uh, one Hugo Hellman in an article now that you're president in the Eagle Digest summer issue of 1947 said that. That was written by my ghostwriter. Your ghostwriter. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that you didn't get that. Don't you read what you write? And, and the rest of you eagles, don't you read the Eagle Digest? You don't file it away in the waste paper basket, do you? Well, anyway, uh, now then, Bob Murphy takes over for this next question. How does it go, Bob? Well, here it is, Joe. Friends, do you know how quickly and easily Alka-Seltzer can help you feel better when acid indigestion makes you uncomfortable? Well, the best way to find out about Alka-Seltzer is to try it. So do this. Get a package of Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Then next time you eat too much or too fast, or when something you've eaten gives you an acid-upset stomach, take Alka-Seltzer. Just drop one or two tablets into a glass of water, let it fizz and bubble up, and then drink this pleasant-tasting, sparkling solution. See how soon you feel better, how fast the alkalizing properties in Alka-Seltzer begin to soothe and ease that uncomfortable, stuffy feeling in your stomach. Again, I want to say, try it. Yes, try Alka-Seltzer. If you're not completely satisfied, you get your money back. Yes, sirree. Where there's Alka-Seltzer, there's a way to fast relief from acid indigestion. Now, uh, here's a history question from Mrs. Judith Clark of San Francisco, California, who uh, wants to test your knowledge as to the military campaigns of the Civil War. You are to tell what chief battle was fought between the two battles I shall name. First, in the Western Campaigns of 1862, what chief battle came after the surrender of Fort Henry and Fort Donelson and before the Battle of Corinth, Mississippi? Joel? Would that be Vicksburg? No. Oh, I sing, uh, Shiloh. Oh, hey, William? Out of number 10 or Shiloh? That, well, uh, you said Shiloh, too, there at the last didn't you, Joel? Both of you are correct. Now then, next in the Western Campaigns of 1863, what chief battle came after the Battle of Port Hudson, Mississippi, and before the Battle of Chattanooga? Chickamauga. Chickamauga, that's right, William uh, Lammers. And, Joel, you had your hand up? I was going to say that. You were going to say the same thing. Now, I understand that Mr. Hellman was good enough to interrupt a duck hunting trip to be on our program. He left his duck blind to come to Chicago, and we'll hurry back as soon as the program is over. So, Mr. Hellman, you may like this question from Mrs. Margaret Wilson of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm going to call on first one of the adult contestants, and then a quiz kid, and continue back and forth... 
And each time, you are to name one kind of duck. You are to name only one at a time. All right, Mr. Hellman, you start it off. One kind of uh, just a one, species? Just, just one kind of duck, yes. Mallard? Quiz kids? Black right. duck. All right. Teal. Teal? Pintail. Lame duck. Mike? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gadwall. Dead what duck. What did he say? Dead <laughs> duck. <laughs> Scop duck. We're getting down to the bottom of the man. blind over here. Uh, all right. Eider duck. Eider duck? Uh, the blue wing teal. Canvas back. The, uh... The Joe? Dead duck? Uh, well, we had that before. Oh, Grebe. There could be two of them. All right. Grebe. Yeah. All right. Back. Shoveler. Harlequin. Uh, King Eider. Greater Sculp. Lesser Scop. Bluebell. <laughs> Bluebell. Bluebell. Blue Ringneck. Male ducks. Ringbill. Right. <laughs> okay. Ruddy duck. All right, Mike. Uh. Female <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess this could go on all afternoon. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Now then, uh, uh, I'll tell you what uh, I'd like to do. I'm, I'm going to give the Eagles a last chance to roll up some final score on this question from Mrs. Elnor Donnelly of Chicago. You know, a little bird told me that Mayor Zeidler plays a terrific piano one-finger style. And I'm going to ask him to come over to the piano with me, and uh, we'll try a little duet. And I can't think of anything better to play than an old-timer like uh, Whispering, uh, Mayor Seidler. So if you'll sit down there at the treble and get that one finger all set, I will scoot over to the bass department, and we'll see how a little double piano sounds, just the two of us. by the bell. <laughs> well, this was a real competition. I'm sure the judges won't find it easy to name the winning team. We'll give them a few seconds to total the scores. And friends, while we're waiting, here's an important message. Don't take chances. Take one a day brand multiple vitamin capsules. You can't keep feeling your best, working your best, or looking your best unless you get enough essential vitamins. Do you get enough of the essential vitamins? Health surveys show that millions do not. There is an easy and expensive way to ensure your vitamin needs. Take a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule every day. Don't take chances. Not all vitamins that have a dosage of one-a-day are genuine one-a-day brand vitamins. The genuine one-a-day brand comes in the blue package displaying a big white one. Look for it. Insist on getting it. 
Well, the judges have handed in the verdict. They report that as a class, you missed one question this afternoon. The quiz kids have a score of 157, and the Eagles, 159. Well, what do you know? The Fraternal Order of Eagles can certainly be proud of their five representatives this afternoon. Yes, it's really something to be on the winning side when you're competing with the quiz kids, but you did it, and congratulations. In fact, congratulations are in order for both teams. You did a fine job. Now, we were mighty happy to have you five eagles with us this afternoon, and we send our best wishes to your brother eagles. It was inspiring to learn of the fine work this great organization is doing. Now, friends, the next organization to meet in competition with the Quiz Kids will be the American Legion. This battle of brains is scheduled for November 5th, and later in this series, the Quiz Kids will battle it out with members of the Rotary International, then the Lions International, and the Benevolent Order of Elks. Now, we'll see all you Quiz Kids here in school next Sunday, and we hope all you folks will plan to be with us, too. Until then, this is Joe Kelly dismissing class. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Goodbye, Eagles. Bye, Mr. Kelly. Kelly. Listen to the Quiz Kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for time and station. This is Bob Murphy speaking. Enjoy Charlie Wilde today. And your host tonight is Phil Harris on NBC.